Hello and welcome to the Two Vivo, the podcast where Christmas is over and all festivities will be punished. I'm Jonathan, and with me, as always, is my co-host Douglas. How are you, Douglas? <laughs> oh, good, thank you. Uh, yes, Christmas is over, Jonathan, and you know what that means? It's another year over. Yes, it's actually yeah. No, I, I, I always I mentioned this in the pre-record that we always feel like I mean always, it feels like a Christmas episode. It's not a Christmas episode. Yes, yeah. The last Christmas year, energy is about. Last year we did it on Christmas. That was wonderful. Um, we did. We were year, a little bit smashed. Yeah, I, I should have grabbed a beer. Anyway, uh, oh. this don't don't shut up. If this is your first time tuning into the two five zero, we have taken a snapshot of IMDb's top two hundred and fifty movies of all time as of January twenty twenty, which is seeming like a long time ago now. Yeah. And we've been watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today, we celebrate the two-year anniversary of the 250 and reflect back on a year of film, Douglas. It's crazy. There's no summary. There's no director, writer to read. Uh, Jonathan and I have both watched all of these films before. Yeah. We're about yeah. to talk about. <laughs> Incredible. I feel like... The, the, that kind of preamble shit is really nice for warming us up and we're just like yeah. well, last year we had the benefit of being drunk and now we're just like oh and now okay. we're just oh. <laughs> I was gonna say that this is like probably not a good place to start just cause of that, the way the intro is written it's like this is like but maybe it is a good place to start cause maybe these are the highlight episodes these are the episodes yeah. where we're gonna be the most oh that's sorry the films that we're talking about the episodes that we're going to be the most have the most praise on one hand yeah and also mm-hmm. be the most infuriated and critical which i think is also a fun yes. listen as anton ego always says douglas <laughs> the life of a critic <laughs> um uh don't insert that clip um <laughs> I, yeah been an interesting year of the podcast it has. yeah yeah we've had a real genre of films this year haven't we we've been we got into the the deep dark green zone which is where it's we all did. like dramas and shit and that was right at the top of the year mm, i think he's a slave and it wasn't as depressing as i expected it to be no nah, much more intriguing than i was anticipating the first fit well the first 42 was it i think first 41 42 films from the list that we watched last year were really I don't know what the fucking deal was I don't know why there were so many miserable ones and we yeah mm. we, we had a couple this year there was The Wages of Fear it's pretty miserable yep one or two other ones they just got this like overwhelming overbearing prisoners miserableness energy kind of pulling down yep. on you um yep. but you Network, know I, pretty the miserable. thrill is the thrills are allowed to be miserable because they still have yeah. they've got something to balance that whereas the other ones where it's like uh, be sad for two and a half hours. I'm like, oh, cool. yeah. I'm just gonna sit here um, and be uncomfortable. Thank you very much. Another another highlightable moment was also our first interview with someone of actual note, an actor, uh, an actor by the name of Bethany Whitmore, who uh, starred in Mary and Max as a uh, voice actor. Um, she was gorgeous. She was really, really nice. And I think that hmm. that was was so surreal for both Jonathan and I, because we flicked that, I flicked that email out, expecting to get nothing back. And then uh, it was almost immediate. The agent was like, yeah, let's do it. Bethany's like, let's go. Let's do it. What, like, what time? And I <laughs> sent it to John and he was like, you what? Because <laughs> I, what did I get? I get notified when we get emails to the yeah. 
to our mailbox to on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I saw it's like I woke up, I saw there's an email from I think it was like James or something. Yeah. I just the saw agent. I, yeah. I didn't even realize you'd sent the email. I get this message from James <laughs> shows up in my notifications and I was like I work out. I work out what this out. I will work out what this is uh, later. You know, it's something's gone past the spam filter clearly, and then Douglas sends yeah. me the most excited email, the most excited Discord like, message, and I was like, Dude. "Oh, oh god, it's real. We oh, got her. Oh god. Oh no. It's a great episode. Like I, I listened hmm. back to it the other day, and it's it's really sweet. I Bethany is such a down to earth uh, actress, and then uh, I think we were. Yeah, able to have a really good chin wag, and she seemed genuinely interested in mm. what the two five zero was all about as well, which is really cool. So maybe the first of hopefully many interviews. I don't know what other fucking high profile person we could get. I realized the other day, Hugo Weaving is a part of that same agency. So I wonder if I if uh, our mate James if he represents Hugo as well, or maybe he can put us in touch with the agent that does. You know, you never know. You might get a Hugo Weaving interview here on the Jesus, 255. I'd die immediately. I'd just be dead. That would be insane. I would just be dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, this is all... On, this isn't one of those nice ones where I'm like, we should do this more. And it is entirely on Douglas to do it. I have no connections yeah. to any of these Jonathan people. Jonathan is not going to reach out. <laughs> I'm not in this... I am not on this service. Everyone will immediately <laughs> ignore me. So, um... Yeah, Douglas. If, if- I'm used to I'm used to talking to agents and you know doing a little bit of um, elbow scratching and things like that. So, yeah. if we want to do this again, then it's on you, bitch. But yep, if we got Hugo weaving, gotta- okay, here's what would happen: uh-huh. if we got Hugo weaving on and there was a video call, I would immediately die. Uh- <laughs> Total organ failure, <laughs> just slump backwards. <laughs> <laughs> on my desk. We get him, on my desk we, chair. We get him to do the. We, we'd have to get him to do the Mr. Anderson. We. Um, he could do anything. He anything could look at me. If I see a live video of Hugo Fee. Weaving on Zencaster talking to us, I would. I would suffer multiple catastrophic aneurysms. And he goes, "G'day, and, Jonathan. It's good and, to see you, buddy." And and I and I'm on the floor and I'm dead. And I'm Jonathan dead, and that's the end of, out of his seat. And that's the yeah. end. And then Douglas has to find another co-host. So. Solo, <laughs> solo two five zero. So you know, well, just keep that in mind when when we get Hugo weaving on Douglas. Wet, yeah, yeah. When we get him on, someone just threw a piece of box strapping off the fucking balcony. You know, like that hard plastic box strapping. Yeah. That you get on like cardboard just boxes when they're like whiffed off the balcony. This is keep this in the bloopers, Douglas. Keep the box strapping bit in the bloopers, Douglas. <laughs> That hot box strapping um, bit from the anniversary episode of 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, what we do here on the anniversary episode, Jonathan, just to kind of reframe and uh, repark Get us ourselves. back on track, please, Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Please, Rather God. Than, uh, jerking off over Hugo Weaving is uh, we look at, uh, we reflect on the year of film and we pick our top three films from the, uh, the list that we watched this year. It doesn't include bonus films. And our bottom three, so the top three that we absolutely adored, and then three films that we did not like. Three films we despised, Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm very interested. To, I feel like ours are both going to be a little bit different this year. No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, you don't think so? No, okay. Well, no. Jonathan, there's only one way to find out. So let's start with your bottom three. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, 
What was your third most despicable movie of 2021? So, this was the hard one, right? And I think maybe, maybe the order of the first, the worst and the second worst film is going to be the interesting bit. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think they're the same. I think they're the same because, and I, I do enjoy making fun of fun of you about this because you like going like I reckon this is it. I reckon there are no more bad films in the in the in the two five zero. And then more. three episodes later, we watch we watch a man shit down another man's throat. You know, so yeah, I really we- need to stop making that call. It's always good. I always really enjoy it when you when you say that because like, it really can make you pay for your actions. But the third, it was a pretty good series of films there were films that i didn't enjoy quite as much but they never felt bad bad this is one of the less good in my suspense jonathan just say the goddamn name of the film (laughs) my number three worst (laughs) was the deer hunter douglas hey me too all right hey okay well we can just jump straight into it then um sick which is a which is a shame because um there we we talked to some people uh who did enjoy it and they made some mm. good points about why they enjoyed it. I was like, oh, that's a good point about why you enjoyed that. However, I I just didn't, especially we did have some really good war films um, comparatively. Like even yeah. um, Bridge of a River Kwai, which I wasn't like- Yeah, it was pretty hot. Unconditionally in love with, was still a pretty good film, especially in comparison to this. And The Deer Hunter sort of just felt like it wanted to do not too many things, but- Maybe it was sort of muddied by this weird insistence on taking this Russian roulette thing super literally. So far, yeah. And I think the the three-act structure kind of had it drag on a little bit. It was very... It just felt a bit overly tragic. Just like a... Uh, I don't even really classify Deer Hunter as a war film, really. Because it, it strikes more as a drama mm. to me. Because there's not actually that much that happens at war there's more that happens post the war which is interesting and there's merit to that absolutely but yeah just it's filled with a bunch of characters it's got so much time it's over three hours long Mm. but i never found the characters that interesting to start with so i i think i think the acting was pretty good yeah yeah mostly was pretty good i straight Yeah, I, I did. I did like some of the characters. I sort of never felt like any of them maybe got all the love they deserved. Maybe that was more the issue. Yeah. But yeah, a, a shame. Um, Still, you know, as far as bottom three films go, you can see kind of the progress because because there was no question. I think we had we had a smorgasbord of bad films to work with last year for our last year. Three. Yeah. And this year it was a bit more of a slog to sort of work out. It's a bit. Especially mm. this one. Especially what is the third worst film? I had a couple and I was like, eh, these are all like, okay. You know, they're not, they're not mind blowers. They're one Michelin star films. They're just yes, fine. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not offensive, but. I'm, I'm glad to have said that I've watched it because mm. now if the uh, deer hunter, God forbid, ever comes up in discussion, I can actually talk about it because we've seen it, you know, um, we can talk about it. Uh, with good grounds. Hmm. Hmm. Feels like a classic that we wanted to knock out, Douglas. Well, in comparison, Douglas, we, yeah. we, we, we that, that's the, that's the, 
the films that are starting to track towards the bad end of the scale for what mm-hmm. we watch this year. What was your... Actually, did you have any runner-ups for best films? Uh, yes, I do have uh, a couple of honourable mentions. I said those um, first, baby. They're the fun ones. Let's do it. Yep. Um, Big Lebowski. Very happy mm-hmm. to have finally seen Big Lebowski and put that baby to rest. The I now understand the context <laughs> where some money shit in, um, which is good. It was entirely worth it for that. that Absolutely. Line. Entirely worth it for that moment. And uh, a couple of other moments within the film that I won't spoil because it's a genuinely funny film that I think Coen Brothers work at their best when you have no idea what to expect. So mm. I'll leave Big Lebowski to those um, who aren't first to go out and watch it for themselves. Um, Tokyo Story was another one for me. Mm. Um, I just, Tokyo Story really hit me hard in terms of just understanding the alienation from generation to generation. The film is really miserable, but it was still quite fun. But yeah, gorgeous. And well shot. Opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Good to see. Uh, um, I really liked the, the, the optimism that was in that film. There was a real uh, odd sense of... I've never seen... American political optimism, you know? Like, a lot of talk around American politics tends to be all doom and gloom and everything's going to shit and Mm. fucking justice and freedom and all that are all going down the pipe and there's never anyone going like, hey, you know, we might actually, like, there's there's something here, there's something to work with. Like, America is a a place that could happen. Um, So it was just nice to have a little bit (laughs) of hope in in an American setting. Which mm. was really fun. Um, also, incredibly well acted um, across the board. You get Jimmy Stewart, just fucking. Ugh, I love that man. Optimistic and uh, infectious as ever. And then naturally, because it's uh, number one on my letterbox at the moment, Grand Budapest Hotel um, was my other honourable mention. I didn't want to rank it amongst my top three because I just do have a bit of a bias towards that <laughs> film. So I've expanded my palette. I picked three other films that I think are, yeah, very well deserving of um, sitting in my top three for this year. How about you, Jonathan? Any honourable mentions? I should have put um, some of the bonuses you recommended on the runner-ups, but now I've now it's now it's too late, and I'm not going to go look them up. I <laughs> loved the general, and also mm. the what was it Sherlock Jr. They were, yeah. The, I'm still amazed. I was going back through my letterbox reviews. And I re- remembered that Sherlock Jr. is from 1924. That's crazy. That's insane. Yep. And the yep. film is still like it's weird, but it's still very fun. It for, holds it's, up. It'll be a hundred years old in this time in two years. Like what yeah. the fuck? That's crazy. Yep. So, and the general was also the generally a pretty without much like reservations for it being an old film actually quite fun engaging story which you know puts on par with some films that are only 30 years old and um but and the uh, stunt work in the general as well was fucking phenomenal mm. but um and my other runner-up was wild tales i loved some mm. of the stuff in wild tales i really wanted to put in the top three but I think because it's this episodic thing, some of the stories weren't top three quality and a couple of them yeah. I thought were. Yep. So, want to chuck that in there. Adored that film. Still super recommend that people watch it. It was a great, great time. Yep. Well, uh, let's let's jump into our threeest best, third yep. best 
film. I can't hear this up for the whole fucking podcast. This is the last time we're doing the fuck this shit. I can't even fucking believe it. Third best film that we both had. I put down Gone Girl, Douglas. Oh, Inshallah, they find her, Douglas. It was, yeah. um, and, and th- this is maybe. Oh, I really wouldn't have expected you for that. I didn't think you were that much of a Fincher man. Very yeah, no, I really, really liked Gone Girl. And, oh God, I just realized there's. Such a trend with my top three. Oh no. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, well, we'll find out. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> saying, something about, saying something about my general movie taste, I believe. Um, <laughs> that I almost felt like with some of these films that I didn't want to uh, focus too, or, or maybe not. Some films, especially some of these new films, are really well produced and really cinematically interesting and all this kind of thing and I in a way I sort of didn't want to go for those films you know they're they're using all these super finely tuned modern techniques and it sort of feels like you're not giving other films too much of a chance but I kind of just had to step back and go like what did I have the most fun with and Gone Girl yeah yeah it's got to come from a a place of enjoyment and I Mm. think yeah if you enjoy it fuck it for a for a two plus hour film I found the deer hunter boring and uninteresting and it felt like it could be trimmed gone girl yep. really didn't feel that much like that so that is yeah. a huge fucking success i think good good time great uh, great acting lots of little twists little thrillery twists that i did not expect um very fincher very very fincher and the first time not to spoil anything but i think one of the first times i've had an ending in this kind of vein and i haven't felt like angry <laughs> at it icky like about I, it yeah yep. yeah yeah it felt it felt like like a good deserved mm, mm. douglas what was your third best film my third best film was network oh i should put that in my runner up that was a it's yeah a decent little number really? yeah Kicked my ass mm. on a network, uh, directed by Sidney LeMay. Some phenomenal performances. Um, one of the only films in history to do the full sweep on the Oscars. Mm. And just, yeah, I had stumbled upon it when I knew they were doing a stage adaptation of it and Brian Cranston was starring in it. And then I was like, oh man, I should really go check out the original film and see if it's like any good. And lo and behold, fuck me, it's very good. Um, it's an oddly comedic satire mm. of uh, network and just uh, uh, networks capitalism um, is yeah a very odd sense of comedy in there. The uh, fuck it, the whole cast kicked me in the dick with their acting chops. They're insanely talented and also in the pocket of what their characters do. Yeah, Paddy Chayefsky and Sidney Lumet just. so in control of what they wanted to present and like there was a there's a sense of frustration and anger that comes from Chayefsky and LeMay so um LeMay LeMet um yeah I just I couldn't find another film this year that really kicked me as hard as well there's two other films that kicked me as Mm. hard as Network but two films that kicked you even a little harder Douglas yeah slightly harder in this particular field Network was, yeah, phenomenal. I still think about it. We watched it back in February of this year, of 2021, mm. and still thinking about it. Yeah. I think 
uh, slightly more depressing, one of the more depressing ones we've had, but an excellent, yeah. excellent pick. Yeah, a really, really interesting kind of character study and, and just like yeah. concept. The concept is so gnarly. It's simplistic, but not overblown or complex, mm. um, poetic in so many ways, but terrifying in others. It's, yeah, fa- a magnificent piece of cinema. Well, Jonathan, that's the three zzzs out of the way. What was your two zzzist worst film? Your second mm, worst here film. Here we play the game. We play the game. Which one? Which, yeah, which, which is it? We we know we know what the bottom two were, but I which mean, order were they do in, we? Douglas? Ooh. Do we? Do we know? Let's find out. Hit it. Here we go. Number two worst film. Can you put the grand piano bam, bam, <laughs> like lightning organ. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, grand yeah. piano organ? Thank you. Um, <laughs> number two worst. Grand Torino. Interesting. Oh no. oh no, Douglas. Is that not, it's, please tell me that's in your bottom three. I, I, go, well, I no, will, no spoilers. Won't Douglas. say anything. Yeah. Well, for comparison's sake, Douglas. Ah. Uh-huh. What was your bottom two before I go into Grand Torino? Okay. Uh, I don't think this one actually is going to be in your bottom two because we had very parallel opinions on this film. Into the Wild was my two worstest film of 2021. Wow. Douglas, what the fuck? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This I, means... know, I know what you were thinking of having there, but... Does that not... <laughs> Do you not have Gran Torino on your list at all? Mm. Uh, who knows? Who knows, who knows? what my well, is, John? Gran Torino, um, yeah. especially give me, give after... Me a, give me your thoughts on Gran Torino. After Million Dollar Baby was like so yeah so crash hard such a fucking letdown million dollar baby we actually we brought it up in this time last year in the last anniversary episode we were like really looking forward to grand torino because <laughs> million dollar baby was such a uh, had such an interesting premise we were like man really keen to see what eastwood does next mm, it's such like a caricature of the character <laughs> from and the 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 relationship that underpins million dollar baby when Clint Eastwood and the kind of young character he's tutoring is excellent. It's so good. And it's, and it's truly underpins a film. And in this, it's just, they just go through the motions with it. Go through the yep. motions of old codger makes friends with young, hopeful young person and builds their life up, you know, which is a trope that we're starting to definitely see really pick up. Yeah. And it was just like, yep. just, the worst, most depressing iteration of it was just, and it was just racist. <laughs> it was just yeah, racist. yeah. You can only listen to Clint Eastwood say racial slurs for so long before you're like, I, I get it. I've had enough. I want to watch something else. I think that the key there is that B Vang, who plays the uh, uh, one of the younger characters in the film, has openly expressed and continues to express his discontent with the way that his culture is portrayed in the film. Um, And I think that that has more weight and value than either John or I could ever possibly surmount into words. So, um, yeah, it was just really lame. Like, Mm. ugh, I don't know. Did not enjoy. What a slog. Ended just so embarrassingly. Yeah, so janky. I I was just like, oh... Okay, fine. This is the ending this film deserves, truly. Douglas, <laughs> um, 
I want to talk about Into the Wilds. Into the your, Wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how you really... Re- I think the thing we've really taken away from 2021 and the 250 is the importance of camping and water sports <laughs> safety. I think, I think more than anything, that's what's most important. Because if yeah. your film does not communicate proper water sports safety and camping then, safety, Douglas will, Douglas will give your film a 1.5 on Letterboxd. He will yep. call you something horrible and uh, yep. you'll be dead to him forever. So if you're being uh, irresponsible in the wild and your uh, name rhymes with um, corn, uh, corn, uh, pen. <laughs> uh, that's it. You're just you're getting the boot from me. Not interested. I no. thought Douglas. I thought that was the fucking point of the movie, but you, you cannot stand to see it. It's it's. But a no, be- it's just that the fact that he was a real person. I just I the fact that he was someone. Okay, no, you know what? I'm not going to go into this again because <laughs> I have a clip that it perfectly expresses. Uh, my thoughts about Into the Wild, and then I'm going to say no more on the matter because let's if you want to hear the me, clip. let's hit the drop the clip in now, Douglas. Drop the clip. Uh, I would have appreciated it so much more in that first act to stop dickheads from going like, "I could do. I'm I'm an adventure man now. I've watched Into the Wild. I feel so inspired, and ah, nature is amazing, and I just want to get amongst it." And then they go out and get eaten by fucking wolves or something because they got all of their wilderness experience from a film called Into the Wild, directed by Sean Penn, who is an actor based off a book in 2007 from a kid that died. (sighs) Douglas, um... We should have done. We should have dropped in and done some research and found out if this was actually something that really happened to people. What that? Pe- no, I did. It's in the trivia. There are people that got inspired by this and went out and died doing the same thing that Christopher McCandles did. That was why I was so fucking g'd up about it. Damn. It was because there are so many people that went out and. Ugh. I like to yeah. think of it as natural selection. I think the film says <laughs> like, "Don't do this." By the way. Feel free to live free and all that kind of thing, but don't go out into the sticks and 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 eat uh eat a leaf that will mean that you you die. You die. <laughs> also, they just use uh, Jenna Malone's entire purpose is in in the thing is just yeah. to vomit poetry at you, purposeless poetry, and just occasionally like uh, non fictional bits about the fucking guy's life. Mm. And it just, ugh, I hate how much of a, it's, uh, they just put him on a pedestal so much, I think, is a real problem for yeah, me. Yeah, okay. They really fucking idolise this guy and they're like, wow, isn't he just like an amazing guy? Whoa. And then, I, yeah, I don't understand. I'm like, why are we looking up to this guy? Yeah. I get that he's like, you're passionate about nature and I get that. Like, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm all for being passionate about nature, but I'm also here for taking the right precautions when being passionate <laughs> about nature do it the right way people please <sighs> let's God. be serious for a second uh maybe if they were more critical of it maybe they're more it's a, this is a by the way i'm very well aware this is a very hot take there's a lot of people that adore into the wild jonathan adores into the wild and i don't, that, adore, I I don't adore it but i i just think that I, I i found it a fun film i i felt like the film definitely is critical of or at the very least it's not like yeah, I don't know. I guess I sort of get it, but Christopher McCandles is every high school boy after reading one book. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Good for him. <laughs> He's dead now. Like tw- and yeah. O- and on that note, Douglas, <laughs> let's drop in our second bestest film. 
Yeah, yeah, fuck. From, right, man, uh, talk happy things now. Yeah. I, and see if yep. you can pick the theme as it is coming along, Douglas. I put my second favourite on the list uh, <laughs> as Prisoners. I. Uh, we, we've had a bit of a, actually, if we consider this, it means there's been a lot of Denis Villeneuve going on <laughs> in my head for the last couple of weeks. Dennis Villeneuve, that's true. Doom, this, Blade Runner 2049, and now Prisoners. Uh, Prisoners now was prisoners. my second bestest as well. Hey, yeah, yeah. And That's two for two. And this was, you can you can see the trend here as well, where I was sort of feeling like, I was like, ah, I want to like give older films a shot. These, mm, I think mm. both Gone Girl and Prisoners were 2000s? No, Gone yes, Girl was yep. 2010s. Yeah, 2010s. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Prisoners early 2010s. I should know this. This is in my own personal notes, which means we Prisoners don't have the- Prisoners is 2013, and then Gone Girl is 2014. Oh, okay. There you go. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, One bang, after the boom. other. Fucking good Ryan years Middle. for film. Um, also a great little bit. We get to see um, bloody Wolverines back in action. Double yeah, Wolverine man. year. Yeah. Yep. And he does a- Hugh Jackman does a great job with his mm. performance in this in this one. Oh, also worth noting, uh, in both of yours, score is just next level. You got mm. fucking Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross on um, Gone Girl, and then you got Johan Johansson on Prisoners here. And yeah, uh, for, I cannot imagine these films without the pair of them. They're um, uh, both uh, composers. Uh, yeah, wonderful. Mm. To, to two of my favorites, Douglas. To my faves. Yeah, Love that's them. true. You you went and spewed this. It's not libel. It's um, <laughs> what's the word? What's it when it's spoken? It's not libel. Whatever. You, these right. lies over the uh. airwaves, Douglas, about uh. about how I am a Hans 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 Zimmer stand. Oh, Douglas, yeah. Hans Zimmer Douglas, stand. That's right. I don't mind Hans Zimmer, but Hans Zimmer, right. but he is not my favorite. No, not my favourite soundtrack artist top, by uh by a country mile, Douglas. Go. Don't uh, top top three composers. Am I allowed to put yep. video game stuff in this? Yeah, sure. Fuck it, because okay, I know who number. One, it's Jeremy Soule. Jeremy Soule is number one. Je- Jeremy Soule. He is a human dick bag. He is a horrible person, but he <laughs> makes really, really good music. And then, okay, wait. Never meet um, your heroes. Johan Johansson would probably grab the number two spot, and then number three. Hmm. Yep. Let's have a little. Let's have a peek around. <laughs> it's not Atticus Ross or Trent Trent Reznor. Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, fuck. There's too many. There's too many names in front of me going right in now. Your head now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's just the third spot, Jonathan. You've got the top two. It's fine. Uh, They're uh, not about uh, to I was gonna say Brian Eno. I was gonna say Brian Eno, but I don't think he's actually done any soundtrack work. He just does ambient music. Maybe he has. Oh, okay. Maybe he has. Probably. Probably probably the combo of Atticus and Trent. And Trent, yeah. Yeah. I, they I are find a, Trent a, a lot. I've got all these Nine Inch Nails friends and I cannot listen to Nine Inch Nails. I'm very sorry. I cannot take Trent Reznor's lyrics seriously. seriously. But when he does yeah. when he does When he uh, shuts the hell up and just When he does instrumental stuff, it's thing. incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. There we go. Quick three. Quick three. There yeah, you go. go right, right. Jeremy yeah. Soul, human piece of shit. Great, great music. <laughs> and then Johanna Hansen, <laughs> close second. Prisoners. It all ties back together. <laughs> it all it's all back into prisoners, baby. Well done. Um, Hans Zimmer I is think- maybe number five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Prisoners is just across the board. Like, it was a... Uh, I knew I was going to like it going into it, I think. Just from, a, like, a, a summary standpoint. And then knowing what Denny is and how he helms the camera. And then you got Roger Deakins as well, which, fuck me. Like, he's... He's got a real hard on for trees, uh, yeah. which is um, a, b- a big old tick for me because I, I love dark forests and fog and all that kind of uh, energy is really fun. Mm. And Prisoners does a lot of that. And it keeps you on your fucking toes, this film. It's really got a charging sense of urgency and somberness and aggression and frustration. It's, yeah... You can't really put it down once you start it. Mm. Um, also, nice nice bonus with this one is that you you made me aware that I have the same facial tick that Jake Gyllenhaal does, which was yes, like- Yes, you do. Thank you very much. I would love to be compared <laughs> to Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Easy peasy. Gotta yep. love it. Very happy. I should start slicking my hair back like he- Actually, I was literally just doing that Do before, the- like absentmindedly you slicking my hair back. You were. So now I need the- you're adopting. The, I need Jill the wrist. Ta- I need the finger, finger, the knuckle tattoos that he has in this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, great movie, killer movie. Fuck it's yeah, fantastic. lost it. Excellent. Yeah. Great ending. Great. Yeah. Great yeah. twists. Uh, yep. Some extremely brutal shit that made me feel very uncomfortable in a good way. You betcha. Good shit. Good fucking movie. Excellent. Okay, Douglas. And brutal shit that happens both verbally and physically. Mm. Very cool. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Douglas, we've got. Each of us have two films left, but I think we, or I think you, want to keep the viewers on their toes. I want to keep them on edge. So. How are we going to do that? I think we've got a fat list of... Um, we've got some, some highlightable clips. There were some moments from this year where uh, on uh, our Instagram page, at uh, 250pod, that's T-W-O-F-I-V-O-H-P-O-D, you can find us on Instagram, we put up little clips from uh, the episodes that are about to go up so you can uh, see ahead of time uh, a funny goof or a funny bit that happened uh, happens in said episode. Uh, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. Sometimes there's not even anything there because we can't find anything to actually clip. <laughs> but there were, some, there were some highlightable moments for me this year. There was, there was a lot of John not really being able to recognize faces. His facial recognition skills kind of lapsed Still a lot this My, year. Hey, hey, I'm going to be fully, full, full, uh, full disclosure. <laughs> when I was talking about Hugh Jackman there, I was, I was, I was fucking vamping so I could just roll in my head on my, who's this fucking guy's <laughs> name again? Because I can carry, I can carry like three names in my head at any at one time. Once. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I make up it's- for my terrible, terrible memory with my extremely fast typing speed. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, well. Let's roll a, uh, a a clip of Jonathan or some clips actually. Let's roll just a couple of because uh, there were a few of uh, this year of Jonathan struggling to recognise faces. I really enjoyed it, but I don't really know why I really enjoyed it. And it's mm. more often than not, I can point to things in a film and be like, okay, that's why I liked it. That's why I liked it. But with this one, it's kind of hard for me to pin why exactly it is that I enjoy it so much. Maybe because it's just something different. I haven't really seen uh, this sort of a setting before, this sort of a story I've never seen uh, presented, I suppose. I think, yeah, it's just creatively unique in what it does. And uh, my boy Rosenberg is incredibly 
clever with how he utilizes uh, Paul Newman, who it's not his first appearance in the 250, but his second, uh, as he was Butch Cassidy in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, fuck, he was. Good Ladies and gentlemen, record. we've hit, uh, once again, new record for the 250, where Jonathan realizes people are actually from other things. Four minutes in. <laughs> yep. So, just to, uh, just to say, that uh, clip was from the Cool Hand Luke episode, which was uh, episode number 52 of uh, the 250, and yeah, so there. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I can't, I can't believe I... I can't believe I fucked that up so bad. Let's hop over to these next two clips, which are from the Green Knight bonus snub episode. It's not. Ooh, how it's exciting. Not. That's a spoiler. <laughs> Just keep an eye out, ladies and gentlemen. I actually didn't <laughs> pick it until I, um... Because they, they, oh, really? yeah, I'm fucking, I'm an idiot. <laughs> wow. Well, no, okay, wow. Douglas. John has bad facial recognition. Da- Douglas is literally the thing I'm saying. It's like, I'm so True. surprised yeah, yeah, that yeah. I picked okay. Sean Harris because, but, yeah, because counter to that, I was like, who's this bitch? <laughs> Your facial recognition skills aren't exactly uh, ranking up with the no, best. No, they're like, not, Douglas. John, John gets mugged and then there's the criminal lineup, you know, in the, and he goes, uh, mm. first. It was me, actually. Between three and five, yeah. The guy in the mirror? <laughs> no, that's you. That's you, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's this guy you're, like, tapping on the window, like, where your yeah, reflection yeah, 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 yeah. is. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you think of the cast, Jonathan? What did you think of all our body lead cast? Yeah. Anyone else? Um, good. Yeah, no, I, I recognised... It was bizarre. I recognised Sean Harris, because he plays... Yeah, yeah. Like, I, well, what, In Mission Impossible. What the fuck is wrong with me? I can't recognise, <laughs> like, half the time. It's the running bit in this show where, where Douglas is like, oh, it's that person. I'm like, you're kidding. It's not that go, person. Is it? But I was like, who's this guy? Why is he so familiar? Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, he was the antagonist in a film you watched, like... Six months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, sure, okay, fine. Uh, yeah. But he... Sean Harris is great. He brings, like, a very unique kind of feel to his character where he's on there. Douglas, I think it's nice for me to get a win every now and then. And I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to that Sean Harris bit. Because you did get Sean. Yeah, okay. For the, for the rest of my life. Yeah. That and... Uh, and I, we mentioned this recently. Wait, was it last episode? Or the episode before? David uh, Dashelmaine? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Desmalkian. Yeah, yeah. He was Desmalkian. in last oh. Yeah. He's in everything. He's you in everything now. He's been haunting me, Douglas. He is. He's, he's yeah, the weird, all this time. He's the weird long face dude, and he's been in every film that I've ever watched in the last <laughs> 20 years, and I didn't realize <laughs> until now. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, will uh, not, I will not miss another David. Put that, put that, that's a, that is a test for 2023, uh, 22. We'll see if there are any David. And probably 2023. <laughs> Wait, is he David or is he Daniel? He's Daniel. No, he's David, right? He's David. Why, why the fuck? David, David? Daniel. Daniel? Daniel? I will fuck up his name. I will not <laughs> I will not miss his face, but I will fuck his name up. Are you looking this up right now? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, it's just kind of... This is the fucking shortest We're cabin. just riding it. Dude, what have we got here? David, on the David. I don't anyway. know why I thought it was Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was David. All right. So yeah, uh, perhaps uh, next year will fare better for you, Jonathan. This is there were lots of things with this podcast where I wanted, uh, you know, like my um, my ability with just critical thinking in general, video, audio, and video editing. There were like skills that I wanted to kind of get out of this, and a skill that I definitely have not improved on is is (laughs) is recognizing people and remembering names. God fucking no. 
no hope. You watch a trailer, you see like a name, and you're like, well, yeah. And then it's you been two years, and Douglas, like, oh, yeah. and this has not improved. It's, <laughs> it's not no. getting any better. It's just not getting any better. <laughs> well, speaking of um, editing and uh, video skills and things like that that we want to learn, I think we both did a fair bit of editing work this year on the 250. There were a lot of editing goofs and gaffes. Uh, that happened on the 250. I do want to claim full credit for these clips we're about to play. These are all my edits. Uh, you deserve my- them, Douglas. Douglas, you deserve them. This is the this is the trick. When it comes to editing, I make really clean edits. I I make sure every arm is removed. Pristine. I spend ages yep. on this. Douglas is sitting there. He's playing Going, fucking Terraria at the pretty? same time. <laughs> he. My editing sessions take six hours. Douglas's take one hour, unless he's watching one it hour. at 1.5 speed, in which case they take 40 minutes. Um, but anytime there's an opportunity for Douglas to overproduce the shit out of something <laughs> and make it fucking hilarious, he does it. And and you know what? And that's and that's marriage. You know, that's what's really that is, important. That's we true. we balance we each, other, each other, Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yep, that's true. So let's get a couple of those uh, editing goofs and gaffes right now. This uh, first one is from the airplane. Bonus episode, which I think is actually very self-explanatory. Give it a listen. Oh, wait, which one's this? Bonus number ten. <laughs> Spooky. Because <laughs> I forgot how to speak. <laughs> Airplane. Ted Striker. An American Air Force veteran. Chasing. Oh God, I've got this. Thrust into a dangerous situation as a flight pilot all for real under mysterious circumstances. Mysterious circumstances. You must use every bit of his wits of instinctual ability to save himself. The flight and the woman he loves. free midi like war film soundtrack underneath that that'd be great okay two observations okay number one um where'd you get the (laughs) the, like is that an existing trailer music yeah yeah yeah. that's a that's a copyright free uh trailer it's like composed for trailer music and it's yeah copyright free it was like the second one i found downloaded it put it in and i was like the way we didn't even write the summary with that in mind, and like it works perfectly. Oh, that's so good. That is the trick. Whenever we do silly edits, probably 80, 90% of the time, we'll it's drop the audio clip in and just put the put the voice on top of it and it will line up perfectly. There's a bunch of ones Shit, where we'll just- like hum a tune and I'll drop the tune ah. on top of it, and it's like both of us. Look, I'm not really a musical person anymore, but I stand by my <laughs> tempo and my tone is pretty good. And it's I think this not I think bad. That, that's the that's the skill I have gotten out of the podcast, yeah. reading out a run on that one. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. number two, Douglas, I don't I feel like th- like if someone comes into that first episode, they'll be like, This is funny, I don't have a fucking clue what he's saying. <laughs> I cannot understand. I did, uh, I did pitch you down quite a fair bit because yeah. I, I really wanted to get that. I wanted to get that real grab because you do, you were just talking in your normal speaking voice, but I was like, nah, we could whack it down a couple of semitones just to really get that, you know, that grunt into you. <laughs> grunt. So, yeah, you like the, gone who in- was it you were trying to do for last week's episode? Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam Jesus Christ. Okay. D- should have got you to do your Sam Elliott for that. Damn it. The history, the history, the history zone. No, the history, historical accuracy zone. 
Historical that accuracy is, corner, that's right. Douglas, that does not have to be lost to time, okay? Next time we mm. have a historical accuracy corner, we're going to bring out Sam Elliott. There will be another one. Sam and, will um, return. Sam will return. Sam will return for the first time. To, well, yeah, I should uh, just clarify that. John wanted to do a bit in last week's episode where he did a Sam Elliott impression, and then he sent me the recording, and it was literally... He was like, I sent it to you, and I listened to it, and it was literally two seconds of him going... Bleh. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, what an amazing impression. <laughs> Perfect. I go back to Reaper. There's a full, like, four-minute, five-minute workshop. It's all there. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. there. I've already done properly. the episode. i done my own bit for the historical accuracy corner. Go listen to that if you wanted, because that's another editing bit. But I didn't include it here. The next one, that, uh, uh, the other notable one from this year was the conclusion zone, which mm. uh, happened in the uh, episode 56, which was Persona. Uh, let's run the conclusion zone track. So it's time to conclude a podcast. Are you ready to <laughs> conclude a podcast? Well, I hope you are. Because welcome to the conclusion zone. Need a vocal version of that. I, hopefully, I will have fixed it by now, but I fucked that up in Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I, don't have yeah. any I get real Bo Burnham energy from me on that one. There's a real. Uh, I don't know what it is. Do you consider, Douglas, that maybe I am a devil placed on your shoulder to curse you forever <laughs> with stupid bits? I inspire yeah, yeah, you, and I'm like, bits. Douglas, can you please make this? Can you, yeah, can yeah. We- and I go, oh, maybe. <laughs> Douglas, can we get an audio for the. Dumb bit corner, please. And can you make it, you know, let's really lean into kind of drum and bass, like a jungly type of theme with that. Yeah, and I yeah. want you to put that on and be like, mm, 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 stupid bit corner, stupid bit corner, you know, like, and, and you're like, you got it, mate. You and got it, baby. I will I'll not hear it. anything from you for four hours. Yep. And then you give me a 15 seconds I'll of pure fucking gold a- every time. Yeah. Every time. Uh, non-stop hits from me and to wrap out the non-stop hits we've got the the two fight this isn't really it's not a musical uh, centric bit uh, but it's uh, where Jonathan and I were having some um, uh, some differing opinions in the Ratatouille <laughs> bonus episode and uh, we were prepping for a, a little bit of a something something so let's uh, whack that one on you have a voice and there is a place for whatever it is that you want to create and bring to the world so, I've, I've got some I've got some points on that, but I will leave them to the spoilers, Douglas. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, but a sense of debate coming on. Um, throw down, <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> Douglas put in the boxing bell noise. Thank you. And then a bunch of like, <laughs> put in some boxing sound effects. Uh, could you put in a <laughs> boxing arena, uh, like audience? Yeah, yep, yeah. please. Okay. Um, <laughs> and can you can you vocode your own voice? Can you vocode my voice to say in in the red corner? I threw like one of those like shitty like speaker. Oh like, yeah, like I pulled out the ones that come out of the roof. And like in, in the red corner. Does that happen? A blue haired loser who knows how to make cookies. And in the blue corner, a guy wearing circular glasses cool. and Audio Technica <laughs> headphones. <laughs> why don't, why are you in the, the red corner? I'm in the blue corner. It, could you do the red corner first? Oh, but your hair is blue. So, mm. All right. Maybe, anyway, maybe not everything needs to match, Douglas. I'll fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> it's always oh. how quickly it comes back from insanity. Always gives me whiplash. I don't know mm. why I do that, but 
It's great. Because it's funny, Douglas. Douglas? It is. The real trick with these clip shows that we do at the end of the year is to really just pat ourselves on the back for being fucking yeah, hilarious. Good job. Good yeah. job. Go to us. Well, I stand by. Douglas, to, here's to an... I'll have a drink. Here's to another yeah. year of just the worst... Just holding the, up a wine bottle full of water just and I'm holding up an empty shit. takeaway coffee cup. Cheers, motherfucker. Cheers, motherfucker. We did it. Put a clink in. Edit a clink in. Thank you. All right. Uh, there's there's like two more clips that I wanted to give special mention to. Um, there's right at the top of the year when we did Mad Max Fury Road. I called myself a name, but <laughs> I listened back to it and I forgot that I did that and it made me chuckle. So let's run that clip. And you can see the link to how Australians tend to uh, modify and truncate Fuck up terms cars. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the oh, way, and that, yeah. The way, the way that we talk i guess you know mm, mm. um the way that australians give nicknames to things and that yeah, kind of shit yeah yeah where you just double double a consonant and put an o after exactly it. yeah and that translates through into a post-apocalyptic circumstance pretty much doubly so uh welcome um, to the 250 uh, i'm jezza i'm here with my co-host <laughs> uh Duzza. how are you mate <laughs> daga daga bush tucker that's what they call me <laughs> Oh, I'm going to introduce you as Dugga Dugga Bush Tucker <laughs> next episode. It's, I don't know, it's got a real Mad Max kind of ring to it, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything for the very end of the podcast, but I think I can get a, a brief understanding of what I think Jonathan's most anticipated film for next year, if uh, <laughs> pandemic willing, uh, if not next year, the year after, is going to be. And I think that's based off of this clip that happened in Network. So let's roll that one right now. Uh, since 1976, this is the only film to receive to do the full sweep on the acting nominations. So, Best Actor, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Actress, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, and one other one. I forget the other acting nomination. But uh, it's like... Oh, no, no, no. No, I forget. Never mind. I forget it. But either way, it's the only one to have been able to do that since 1976. No wow. other film since 1976 has been able to sweep or to be nominated in all five categories. Just wait. Avatar 2. <laughs> Fuck me. I cannot wait. I cannot. I Do, can. You are so confident in it. I c- no. It's probably going to be really bad. <laughs> and, and I really don't care because I had such a good time with the new, the first the Avatar. new no no the new Star Wars ah. trilogy, which mm. two films that were fine and then a conclusion that was so embarrassingly bad Poor, that I went yeah. I want three more I want more of this <laughs> give me more Palpatine inject him in again for no good fucking reason it's perfect like and I think that is what Avatar uh, 2, 3, 4 and 5 is gonna be I'm gonna like, be for you right I gotcha yep. no there's no good reason for more Avatar James Cameron but- needs to get a new idea I fucking cannot wait to watch them, Douglas. I am going to be but so excited. But we've got four more coming. I'm going to drag ACU, my friends baby. kicking and screaming into the theatre and they'll be like, why do you... <laughs> this is Avatar... This is Avatar 5. I've already seen the last four because you dragged me in as well. Just kill me already. And there's John sitting with his limited edition uh, Avatar 2 uh, soda uh, cup. I'm in the blue his- suit. You I got, got the face suit paint on. on. You got the tail. Yeah, I'm f- gonna fuck someone with my hair, Douglas. I cannot <laughs> fucking wait. I'm so excited about Avatar 2. I, wait, wait, Avatar wait, 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 wait. Do, I, do we have a release date yet? 
Like a no, solid release date? No. 16th of December. Next year. What? 2022? Dude, like this time next year, you will have seen it. I will have seen it. And I will be <laughs> in fucking consolable. I... <laughs> it's gonna be... Man, well... You reckon we might fall- to- Do you reckon we- You reckon it will line up with a bonus? Uh, if it, even if it doesn't, we'll, it'll, it'll be a bonus. Alright, okay. This, we'll make it happen. This is- This is- And I'm not sure whether the Avatar series is going to finish before the podcast does. Oh, that's a good point as well. Wow, maybe the Avatar series will be slinking away behind us as we go through the 250. Hmm. Well, that was all of the- notable clips that we had for this year's uh 250ing i guess without further ado we should probably slip into our top onest and bottom onest jonathan we'll obviously go to the bottom onest douglas yes we do our worst film of 2021 jonathan i know what it is say the say the two words of what it is there were plenty Plenty of shit things that happened in 2021 worldwide, but I think the absolute worst thing that happened in 2021, Douglas and I sat down and we watched Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, that that, is. that, that film can <laughs> suck my dick and balls. That film is uh, so fucking bad. Uh, I'm sorry, Hugh. We just had this huge spiel about Hugh at the top of the episode. I'm so sorry. You were the one. You were the. You were the one good part of the film, Hugh. And thank you for being there because I might not have survived if not for you. Oh my god. Oh, that that, that film sucks. That film sucks so fucking bad. Also, Hugh, it's uh, Hugo. Hugo. Sorry, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> After the Hugh Jackman bit. There was never oh a chance that I would say Hugo Weaving's name Holy right. shit. Uh, well, Andrew Garfield was actually the best thing about Hacksaw Ridge for me. Like, I didn't like <sighs> his character that much, Like, but he did a good job, like, acting-wise. Like, in terms of, like, what he got dealt, he did pretty good. And there's a bunch of Aussies <laughs> in it. So, you know, those mm. were, like, redeeming factors for me. Um, just to rip the band-aid off, my number one worst was Gran Torino. And we've already talked enough about oh, Torino. Oh, Douglas. So, there you go. Douglas, oh, you fucked it up. So uh, you you no. you thought there was an you <laughs> no, thought there was enough enough merit to Hacksaw Ridge for yes, it to be to your Hacksaw fourth Ridge. worst. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it was it was a very close race between Hacksaw Ridge. What I'm having Hugh a fucking aneurysm between Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> you got Hugh on the brain, and I got Hugh on the brain between Hacksaw Ridge and Grand Trainer. It was a very close race. Mm. Maybe I should make Grand Trainer my worst. That's very interesting. No, you know what? Mm. Retcon, Douglas. Yeah. We'll talk about Hacksaw Ridge. Grand Torino, at least I didn't like Hacksaw Ridge. It made me uncomfortable, but at least it had exciting stuff to it. Grand mm. Torino, whilst it was boring, it was not very well shot, it was not very well cast, and uh and it was racist. And um at least Hacksaw Ridge wasn't always boring yeah it was just unappealing <laughs> for me it was the, the fact that it supported australian actors and performers pretty primarily like the fact mel gibson is an irre- irreprehensible human being and he's an absolutely terrible person but he did use his place of um substantial money and directing uh, power to 
bring the production to Australia, hire predominantly Australian actors and extras and get them to be in the film, which I don't know. That was that was enough for me where I was like, okay, just from a production standpoint and Andrew Garfield and all that. I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, whatever. You get the you get the pass. You can fuck off. Like you're bad, mm. but you can go away. Like it's fine. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch it again. But yes, no. <sighs> anyway, give yeah. me give. Me, I just don't. You know, Common Link, Grand Torito, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, uh, Christian imagery. People dying oh, yeah. and then laying in the, uh, the, the it's, Jesus position. It's potentially one of the hackiest things you can do in a As film. a director. Yep. Just, it's so hacky. you just like, you do not have a creative bone in your fucking body. And it's body. also Clint doing it to himself. Mm. Spoiler alert. Ugh. Yeah, don't watch, don't watch Grand Trainer. That's the other thing. Don't is like Even the Deer Hunter, I feel good for watching the Deer Hunter. I feel like I yeah, got something, too. a yeah. good, unique experience out of that. Hacksaw Ridge and Grand Torino, I didn't get anything out of those films they both wanted to have a message that was like muddy and stupid and the film itself made me unhappy so there was like no benefit to it whereas the deer hunter's like here's an interesting way to tell this story i'm like that is an interesting way to tell this story which wasn't quite so long and i wish that the last act of that film was completely different but it was interesting enough and and lots of interesting relationships between characters blah 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 anyway Douglas. Let's not be too negative on this new year. Get the bugles out. Get the trumpets out. Da, 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 da. It is time for the top 255 films of 2021, Douglas. Uh, the correct. Un, what's the word? The, 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 the mutable. <laughs> no one. No one comment on this. I don't want any responses to this, guys. Where we're, we're right. Really winding Douglas, it up. Douglas, shut the fuck up. My. <laughs> I, I, wait a minute. Oh, did we do this last year? I feel oh. like we did this last year where we guessed. What we guessed what, what each the other's... other person's top was. Oh well, hmm. Is it Fargo, Jonathan? I don't know. Is it Fargo, Jonathan? It is Fargo, Douglas. <laughs> oh yes, it's Fargo. Uh, was yours Fargo, Douglas? Mine was Fargo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I was like, that feels too easy. Oh, okay. No, this it was Fargo. This film. It's um, it's snatch, but if the police were the good guys, snatch, but Minnesota nice. It's snatch, but the characters aren't all criminals. <laughs> snatch, but snowy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sna- yeah. Snatch, snatch but, snowy. but I would say shot more interestingly, Douglas. Yes, yeah, definitely. Mm. Coen Brothers behind the the fucking director's seat is uh, and just Roger Deakins again. It's another Roger Deakins. You can't. He's so good. Mm. He's the bestest at uh, helming the lens, and I. Everyone's casting choices is immaculate. I just. I think I actually like Steve Buscemi more in this than I do in Death of Stalin, which is I huge for me because I adore Death of Stalin and his performance in that. So mm. yes, I think he's even better, which is amazing in Fargo. It's it, everything just comes together in Fargo. I don't know what it is about it. It's just got such. A very neat, soft, warm place in my heart. And hmm. Frances McDormand, I could just, I could listen to her do this character until the end of time. Like, and I think I will. And this is yep. the, this is this is an announcement for the two five zero, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be putting the Fargo on on a loop over my home <laughs> speaker, just forever. And it's just Don't gonna stop. gonna wake up to it. I'm gonna fall asleep to it. 
Life's gonna be good, guys. Good fucking yep. movie. Excellent fucking movie, Douglas. Great fucking film. Excellent. Excellent movie. Um, well, fuck. Um, uh, now we've done it. Now that's I'll... yeah. We did the the threeest and the toppest. What do we? Oh, the we, Douglas, oh, Douglas, Douglas, the ever prepared one has put some prompts down the bottom. Thank you, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Just to to pat out the back end of this anniversary episode, uh, Jonathan, did you have any films that you were looking forward to in the list for next year? Yeah. So this is pretty interesting. 2021 is going to be an interesting year, Douglas. I think... Uh, 2022, thing- Jonathan. But yes, it is going to be a very Correct. interesting year. Correct. Fuck. 2022 <laughs> is going to be a very interesting year. The thing I think is a classic that I've wanted to see for a while. Um, yeah. Ooh, baby. That'll be an interesting one. The Elephant Man, just because I've heard about it. No, I haven't heard yeah. about it. I just heard references to it. No fucking mm-hmm. clue what goes on in The Elephant Man. So I'm kind of keen on that. Uh, marriage Story. Mm. I know <laughs> I'm going to fucking hate marriage story and not not necessarily as like a good or a bad film but i'm not going to enjoy myself watching it so yes that'll be interesting that's a bit of contrast shutter island douglas people talk about shutter island a lot i'm very interested people do talk about shutter island a lot lock stock which was a film lock stock i haven't seen lock stock and the reason is i just i realized it existed i i it was before the podcast it was laziness and then once yep. the podcast started, I was like, well, I don't want to watch it now. I've I got wanna, to reserve it I want to be the fresh podcast. for the yeah, episode, Douglas. So yeah. I have li- yeah. I've actually watched the first 15 minutes of Lockstock and then I cut myself off. And then you were like, I'm, no. I, Bad. I'm going to have a really Slucky. fucking good time with Lockstock. You're going to have a theory. very good time with Lockstock. And here's a yeah. question. I'm looking at the numbers. I think we're going to squeeze in Yojimbo. I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. Probably. It's- Extremely excited for Yojimbo because that's yes a bit of a underpinning um, Kurosawa baby. Mm, people uh, there's a lot of Kurosawa. People like that movie, Douglas. People like Kurosawa. People like Kurosawa, there's Douglas. A lot of him in the two fifty. Mm. So yeah, we'll be getting a fair bit of him. I think ones that I'm looking forward to. Um, I haven't watched V for Vendetta in God knows how long. I'll be very interested to watch that with a critical lens because I feel like I'm probably not going to like it as much as I did when I watched it when I was younger. Very happy to start getting some Studio Ghibli backing out the yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, 2022. Has this been a Ghibli for a year? It's been a Ghibli for a year. We That's haven't had any wild. Ghiblis. Yep. Very odd. Yeah, My Neighbor Totoro, House Moving Castle, very keen to get those. Green Book, I uh, don't know about. I watched it once and I thought it was okay, but I think it's probably going to be a bit terrible on a, an analytical watch. Uh, Raging Bull, very interested to take a swing at. It's a Scorsese that I've been keen to check out, but much like you, I've gone going to hold myself back and make sure that we come at it fresh for the 250. And yeah, then there's just other films here that I've already seen and I'm just keen to get your thoughts on it like mm. Lockstock, Shutter Island, Marriage Story yeah all these films are, I'm just like man wait I should skim this what you're gonna think. I should see which films I have actually watched from this because it's not very many oh yeah also Charlie Chaplin our first Charlie Chaplin in The Gold Rush also gonna be a good time okay so from this list of about 45 40 to 43-ish films I've seen Trainspotting yep <laughs> that's it <laughs> It's not it's not a big number, Douglas. I've seen train spotting. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I think. Wait wow. a minute. Oh no no no, hold up. I've seen train spotting. I don't know if Batman Begins is gonna sneak in. 
I don't think it is, nah. I have seen that, obviously. Yep, as have I. Yeah, that's it. I haven't seen Train Spotting, so it'll be good to compare and contrast that. Yeah, yeah. See, um, well, to, uh, to talk about talking about films that we have seen, and might yeah. like to talk about. I, Douglas, I'm going to get you on because you're probably more on top of this. Films that are coming up that we will probably want to talk about. I've been looking at my letterbox watch list because I know some of these are ones that you you want to talk about. Sorry to bother you and Game Night. I think yeah. we should squeeze yep. them in for yep. sure. Oh God, I forgot about this. There's this Ice Road film with um. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah, with yeah. Liam Neeson, which yep. looks fucking abysmal, and I really, really want to watch it. We could we could probably talk about that for like forty five minutes. Mm, uh, yeah, something like that. And there's a bunch of films in here that I want to squeeze in. And these are snubs, by the way. These are snubs. These are films that I want to watch, and then I reckon they might be good enough. There's this Bahubali film that's this Indian film that's apparently quite good. So cool. I'm gonna probably knock that out of my own time. And actually, you know, the only rate's okay, but it looks interesting. It's in Telugu and Sanskrit. Just I didn't recognize these characters. Um, Shit. That sounds really cool. Yeah, look, we got options, Douglas. We got options. And I think there's also some- We do. In the list already that we'd lined up with certain films, maybe. Maybe not for this year. Yeah. The Blade Runner one was- The Blade Runner one's been in the works for a while. That was was pretty pretty closely lined up, but- Yep. And there's a couple of other ones where we're like, it'll probably happen close to uh, XYZ. Mm. I do- Given how much you enjoyed- Gone Girl and Prisoners. I would really like to get Arrival under your... Um, sure. I reckon that's an excellent one, Douglas. That is an excellent one. You're viewing uh, Diary mm. on the ASAP, as well as... Um, I talk, I, This is the second year I've talked about it. I talked about it at last year's anniversary episode, and I'm going to talk about it again. The Nice Guys. I really do want to get you to watch oh, yeah. The Nice Guys. That. No, I haven't. No, you I haven't. I keep Ryan thinking about, Gosling, I about the other guys. They're very different films. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different films. Yeah, so there's there's lots to look forward to this year, Jonathan. Mm. Um, Douglas, any films that surprised you or exceeded your expectations? Uh, we we had this uh, topic last year where because there were so many films in there that we hadn't seen, and again, there's films this year that I hadn't seen before. Network, obviously, muck me for an absolute loop. Um, in terms of, again, I'd heard that it was a fantastic stage play and then uh, stage adaptation, I should say, of the the film. So I wanted to see whether the film held up and fuck me, it does. The Buster Keatons, as you had mm. already very eloquently described, were phenomenal. It was great to, I was just, yeah, very surprised by how uh, superbly effortless Buster Keaton's film work is. I was sort of worried with the Buster Keaton films that, that we'd have to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt or whatever, you know, sort of yeah, sort of go like, ah, oh, you know, they're okay, but, for you know. For the time. For the time, but those were pretty fucking excellent. They held up stupidly excellent. well. They held yeah. up really, really well. Yeah. So. And then uh, rounding me out was Kill Bill. Uh, Kill Bill was, I think, I'd, I remembered Kill Bill being good, but watching it with that more critical lens and I'm still trying to find things to like really pick apart in it but ah fuck me it's such a a great intro to uh the bride's story and action is phenomenal soundtrack's great 
the way Tarantino helms the camera is that in that is some of his best. Mm. So, yeah, yep, good stuff. Hmm. Um, I was I I, t- I tell you a film that subseded my expectations. Douglas Lennon's Grand Torino. Mm. That that the Grand Torino. <laughs> yeah, no, that was well documented in this episode. Yep. <sighs> yeah. No. Um. But it was it was a year of pretty fucking good films. Like I I was, was. going through my yeah. reviews and I was hitting a lot of four star kind of average overall, which is not mm. too bad. Mm. Uh, one or I might have put down one or two five. I'm normally very very light on. You're the very five rare stars. on the five. Yeah. 4. I toss out five stars like they're fucking candy. Like they're candy candy canes. Because I. I just get really excited and G'd up, and I'm just like, mm. oh, you get a five star. You're so good. <laughs> well, you know who else is a five star further? Our listeners. Our listeners. Douglas, I was going to redo that one. I'm just going to run with it now. Our audience, you guys are five stars. You know who else is five stars? This podcast, Douglas. Uh, we. That, that, anyway, this podcast, <laughs> we do. Gotta take it back, John. We put. Every, every fucking week we do this podcast, Douglas. Even during the Christmas break, Douglas. And sometimes we do it so hard during the Christmas break that we fuck up and hand an episode up 12 hours late. Um, uh, If you want to listen to episodes of a podcast that are 12 hours late, we put them up weekly. We don't generally put them up late. This is this is a bit that doesn't work because I'm about to say times. If you want to listen to episodes that generally get put up on time... We got a very good strike rate. Douglas was almost a 99% strike rate of being on time, so it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good. Fuck. Um, We put episodes out every week. Tuesday, midnight, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Sydney Time, which comes out to two uh, uh, Monday mornings, no, Monday afternoons in Europe and Monday mornings in America. Douglas, where can people go if they want to see a whole bunch of fun little interesting information about the podcast? If you want to find a repository for all things 250, you can open your favorite web browser and type in 250.com, www.250.com. And there is a link to our Instagram there. Our Instagram username is 250pod. That's T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H-P-O-D. You've got a list of all of the films of the snapshot that we took in back in January of 2020 of the INDB Top 250 list if you want to see what's coming up in this next year of film. And then you've also got the uh, listening link. So it's a list a link to our listening uh, service, Wooshka. And there's also links to the Spotify and <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts on there as well. So well, you go, go wrap your ears around that. Just go to 250.com. Um, <laughs> while you're there, you don't do this on 250.com. While you're on your favourite bloody podcasting application, drop us a bloody review. It helps us out a lot. It's, uh, yeah. That's how we get up in the numbers. Douglas and I are broke little boys and we can't afford to advertise this shit. Talking about advertising. Douglas and I both use Letterboxd. Uh, this is not a paid sponsorship. Once again, I'm fucking yeah, this, I these bits up. Uh, Douglas and I both use Letterboxd for free, and we do not get paid by them, but they are a service <laughs> that we enjoy a lot uh, for movie tracking and reviewing. My account on Letterboxd is Upa, that is U-U-U-P-A-H, and Douglas. My username is Ianzo Knight, that is I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T, Ianzo Knight. You can look up Upa, Ianzo Knight, 
or 250 and you will find a list of all of the films that we've been watching for the 250 we do written reviews of said films on letterboxd as well as any films we've watched in our spare time very briefly just because this is such a long goddamn episode we're not really going to talk about it but i watched the social network the amazing spider-man which is andrew garfield's spider-man and the french dispatch ah were they good yeah uh french dispatch i'd need to watch it again i think i just need to sit on it amazing spider-man Purely there for Andrew Garfield. He's he's the highlight of it. He's superb. And then Social Network it is too good to be believed. Like it's you should you should go watch the Social Network. Right. If you if you liked Gone Girl, it's another Fincher and Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. Um it on paper it shouldn't work. But then you watch it and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's amazing. Polarizing. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, well, maybe well, well, I haven't watched any guy movies. The guy who invented Facebook. Douglas has been safely trapped in Sydney where he cannot go and visit people for Christmas. I've been visiting people for Christmas. I've been busy. That's true. So You've been a busy little bee. I have an excuse. I but really- I'm looking at- you I, be I watching, do, You're watching Matrix. You're watching Matrix soon. I'm watching the Matrix. I'm watching the Matrix in the new year. Matrix 4 in the new year. Yep. I am- Going, I'm putting it on my to-do now. I might do it while I'm cooking, but I'm going to watch Bahu Bali and I'm also going to watch yes. the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. I put this down ages ago. I think I think it was Gordon Liu Chiahui? Oh, yes. He was in Kill Bill. He was the fight... What's the word? Uh, choreographer, choreographer for Kill Bill. Ah, oh, cool. And he has a bunch of uh, films that he start in when he was younger and they all look really fucking cool and you know what fucking sick it's hard to hate i i feel like i should totally be the person who's watched every fucking kung fu movie and i i watched almost none of them and they feel so fucking <laughs> up my sleeve i don't know why i haven't so i'm gonna go do it fucking wrap your eyes around it mm. yeah well merry 2021 happy new yeah. year thank happy you for year, listening everyone. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for a year of 250. Mm. Um, Douglas, thank you. Yo. Thank you. Thank you for doing the over-edited bits. And God, there will be plenty more to come, I'm sure. And Jonathan, thank you for yep. getting people's names. Don't know where we would be without <laughs> you. Really, really uh, makes the podcast. Hugh Weaving. Guys, we're going to get Hugh Weaving on the mm. podcast. in um, A the next, horrible uh, love child of Hugh Jackman and Hugo Weaving. Hugh Four Weaving arms. next year. Three eyes, spitting phlegm, very hard to talk to. It's going to be a very challenging interview between It's going to be an interesting the, episode. The fly-like amalgamation of these two wonderful actors. But, but we'll get hey, through it. We, we'll get through it. Yeah, we do. Like, that's what we're about at the 250. It's about- We push, we push through. We push through. We push through. Yep. And you know what else I'm going to push through? Is this box of cookies behind me. Have a wonderful, so have a wonderful New Year's, everybody. Actually, this has already yeah. come out. Have a wonderful start of 2022. Most people are probably going back to work when this oh, comes yeah, out. True. Oh yeah, true. Oh no, no. Well, some people are on the drive. Sorry yeah. about oh, that. Oh yeah, some people might be staying at home. Yeah. Well, sorry guys. Bye. Happy New Year. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I did the Jimmy Carl laugh. <laughs>